coming down the aisle at a combined weight of 545 pounds it is B hyphen handsome Bane the WrestleCast Power Papers. I saw it on TV. I guess Logan wanted to see when I wrestled Wembley. You used to tear my shirt, but now you've torn my heart. I knew you were Hulkamaniac right from the start. You were my friend. This is not the end. The world just lost another Hulkamaniac, a friend to the end. I'll see you again. I don't know why I know all the words to that. We're starting to um, vibe with that. Welcome, um, welcome. Wow. Welcome. That was astounding. That was astounding. <laughs> Th- thank, thank you. <laughs> I mean, r- ring us in. Wow. Ring us in, big uh, dog. Dang. Geez. She came with it. Oh, it's welcome. already been brought in. <laughs> it has already been brought in. Welcome to the Rasselcast Power Hour. The best podcast there is, the best podcast there was, and the best podcast ever will be when it comes to yeah, wrestling. There it is. All right. Chia Chia. I am Along one of your it. hosts, B hyphen. And to my left on my screen and to my north is my tag team partner, the one, the only, the handsome Bane. Hey, all right. Thanks. Uh you know, normally I come out here and I have some diatribe about, you know, you sweaty marks being sweaty. sweaty. Marks. But, uh, you know, not today. You know, you don't deserve it. So we'll just get started. Never, never. All and right. by that, I mean you're not good enough. Ah, there it is. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mean you don't deserve to be, you know, run down uh, and, and cut down, um, you know, a couple pegs. You know, you all deserve a severe dressing down. I just lack the desire and the uh you know i don't i don't i just don't care to i don't care to i don't love you i don't hate you i'm indifferent i nothing you i keep seeing a sensitive side tonight (laughs) well you're not seeing anything yeah my voice you're hearing is uh melisette host of her own delightful podcast called A Frightful Fret with Melisette in its second season where she is reading the delightful, deadly, and devilish, devilishly scary words of Dracula. Almost like Frank. Frankenstein was season one. One, one season. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, two, uh, uh, two seasons. Uh, 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 uh. You know, you got to admire that Bram Stoker. Um, you know, being a, a, a censor who kind of like ran out everybody in the uh, softcore horror porn business and then proceeded to write Dracula and put it out immediately. Like, you imagine being, it's like being the cop that gets drugs off the streets and then you put your own drugs on the street. That's Bram Stoker. That, that's almost like he was 50? Dang. He was 50 when that got published. And so, there's some seriously, seriously, oh, I, I'm trying to find the best word here because this is a family show. What, hot? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you, what do you mean, hot? What's a family? Yeah. 
yeah, there's some stuff that I that I've read in there that is just like straight up in this day and age sounds like porn. Mm. At that time, maybe it wasn't. Maybe people were super affectionate when they wrote letters to each other. I don't know, but there has been this question of that sort of thing because of old letters from like Emily Dickinson, mm. and so there's a theory that you know she may have been gay because of the con- the way that the letters are worded but then mm-hmm. we're seeing the same wording with the bram stoker letters but you know bram stoker was also a dude so who who is feeding him how women talk or is this just how women talk in his imagination and they're wearing their pantaloons and wrestling each other i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> i don't know i don't um, know but um yeah I was, wow i was just gonna say I, I completely lost what i was going to say damn it um, the, the pantaloons threw you off, man. I, pantaloons, I dog. Pantaloon is such a live ass word. I'm pretty sure that's where I got lost. Um, but You're showing yeah, off just... some ankle. Mm. Mm. Getting real spicy up. That's about as yuck. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no. Oh, actually, no. That's what I was gonna say. The um, there were some people who found like I think they found like their grandparents' letters or something from like way back in the day thinking that they were going to be like these flowery, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, you know, uh, shall I describe, you know, like a, a rose by any other name is still a rose. It's like they, I guess they thought their granddaddy was going to be talking about, they were just like, it was gross. Like, it was <laughs> like, it was, they were graphically. Was copying two live crew lyrics. Uh, shit two live crew was copying grandpa like they, i don't know what i don't know what like how far they thought their parents went but again like that's like i mean how far along their grandparents went like that they gotta be like 40s maybe even 30s like you know yeah. like when they were active so you know don't be surprised when you're talking to your grandma talking about busting it open like she was <laughs> you know like you ain't got no business reading them letters no way Grandma got to be a grandma for a reason. That's hey. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are a Russian doll, basically, bro. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? And grandma bust, whatever, dog. But, like, y'all, you know, stop <laughs> romanticizing the past just because it was the past. Oh, <laughs> man. What a, what a way to start the show. <laughs> well, all right. So, on to wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what we're here for. So, Melisette, um, what we like to do, top every I mean, show, Rosalind. I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, yes, Rosalind. Uh, we like to have our guest, which is you. You're in, a, you're in a hot seat tonight. We are not doing hot ones, but you are in the Rasselcast hot seat. We like to have you tell us how you got into professional wrestling. Oh, my goodness. It was on Saturday nights back in the 80s mm-hmm. my parents had friends that also had kids and the parents would just hang out and do grown people things and the kids would all be watching wrestling and it kind of escalated because wrestling was on it was, it was on other times too mm-hmm. but um you know i i'd go home and my brother would try out some of the moves on me oh. and i in turn would have to like you know try to block those moves and stuff like that. And, you know, we ended up probably doing every wrestling movie you can imagine on each other. <laughs> each other. Yeah, to the point that we were 
hurting each other physically. We were not trained to do this, and we were also children. Wrestling fake. Dead. It is not fake, no. Dead. From there, uh, I, I, I watched it all through, watched it all through the 80s, in the early 80s, and I stopped somewhere around probably junior high or high school, I'm not 100% sure, but I picked it back up in the late 90s, and fell in love with it all over again. And it was so much more meaningful because I was coming to it from a place of nostalgia, I mm-hmm. think. And I remembered back in the early days, there were foundations and foundations, but way more back than before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what was what was cool is at the time WWF as mm-hmm. it was called and WCW were at war with each oh, other. Yes. The Monday Night so Warriors. It was just oh, it, it was so entertaining to to be part of television history because <laughs> that was the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. and we'll ne- we'll never see anything like that again because I think now something like that would be considered more tame. Oh, definitely. Because we're a lot more desensitized, but in its day, it was very controversial. And this is around the time I personally got involved with independent wrestling. Yes, uh, a popular take, kind of of hot, um, that if people saw the attitude era or if the attitude era were back like so many people kind of clamor for um that it would be by today's standards kind of tame like you know i hear a lot of people argue that oh everybody's too woke we couldn't get away with doing this i'm like yeah but it wasn't a lot of it wasn't good that's true and the the whole backstage now is so different because in and I can kind of get into that a little bit because when I got started with wrestling and I was a wrestling journalist and I was doing ballet stuff, it was like, I was my family's dirty little secret and nobody mm. ever talked about it. Nobody came to the shows and it was very embarrassing because wrestling at the time was very embarrassing. It was controversial. Uh, everyone that watched it was going to the devil and it was yeah. just really Jeez. yeah that it, it's it, it's crazy so it was one of those things my family didn't discuss I did on the they knew i was doing it we didn't talk about it and they didn't, like, didn't talk about the alcohol war because you know <laughs> I did some ballet stuff so I, uh, gave you people eyebrow just... for that one okay <laughs> and so what was the name and the gimmick. I was with the tag team, the Kevorkian Institute of Assisted Suicide, or wow. otherwise known as What a name! And I was their nurse. Wow. Hello, nurse. Jeez, guys. Brilliant gimmick. It was, it was pretty fantastic. That was in the local New England scene. 
And, you know, I did that and then I, I just got more into the writing component and got away from that. And I was still going to shows and I was still backstage. I met a couple of people who just became like second family to me. And I got to meet a lot of the greats, which is just such an honor and opportunity. Uh, you know, they always say, don't meet your heroes. Uh, yeah, there's some of that. There's a couple people I met was completely jaw-dropping what bad you, you can drop names name them name them name them oh my goodness remember you record under your name name them all right I, I i did an interview with jimmy superfly snooker oh and it was oh. the most incoherent thing most incoherent conversation i ever had with anybody in my life and granted it was after 9 11 it was extremely patriotic, but I still don't know what we were talking about. It was a short one, and you know, it's, it still went up on the website. And that was another thing. I wrote for a website. So in those days, I was like, oh, my goodness. She's writing for a website now. You and guys... they just expected me to be murdered I because I was on the Internet. I don't know. Because you were next to Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> Where's okay. the law? Sorry, Tamina, but you already know. You, you found out when the rest of us found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had no idea. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Woof. Woof. So, <laughs> there was one more incident with Sandman. Me and oh. some of my friends were, were hanging out in an autograph signing and Sandman's like, yeah, you know, we, we want to go see some stuff. Go get something to eat. Where should we go? It's like, okay, well, Kelly's throw speak, but I would never take you to the beach because everybody there is going to know who you are. So we can go to Kelly's on Route 1, still get the same experience. You, mm-hmm. you might get recognized, but it won't be like going to Revere Beach where everyone's going to know, who, you know, there's just like way more people there and there's crowds and stuff. It was a hot summer day too, so um me and my friend drove Sandman and we got to Kelly's and, you know, we got our food. We're eating our food. He gets a phone call and he, he just starts flipping out and it's like yelling and screaming in the middle of Kelly's and going off and like yelling, yelling at me and my friend and everything. And then he gets back on the phone, turns his back. Me and my friend leave and like we ditched Sandman with no ride. <laughs> Good, good. Kelly's first beef inside his mouth. He deserved it. He deserved it. So it was really bizarre. I guess I guess it had to do with the he didn't get paid as much as he thought he was going to get paid for the ah. autograph signing, but he also chose to leave early to go eat roast beef sandwiches at Kelly's. So you know, you made your choices. They, these are not my choices; they're yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Were the roast beef sandwiches worth it enough where he he no. his own pet? Okay, never mind. Let me tell you, Kelly's, Kelly's Kelly's roast beef is the okayest roast beef sandwich that you'll have. It's damn, you told me very okay. Back it's, in the day, it was it, it it was good. Now, like Massachusetts roast beef is serious business, and you can go to you can go to a lot of places and get a roast beef sandwich. It is not like Arby's. Like Arby's is not, would never open here. They would just be out of business in a day. 
I haven't seen one here. I can't. I didn't yeah. think I didn't know roast beef was a thing in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's it's not as big of a thing, but it's still a thing. Okay. We have places that are much better than Kelly's. Kelly's is way overpriced. Bro, Kelly's was and it's gone down in quality. Back at the back last at time I went, day, that shit was adequate. Probably <laughs> <laughs> I, bit, I bit that sandwich was like it could help me to there's protein in it. Meh. It's food. Yeah. It just doesn't doesn't yeah. do it. There's a lot of other places that are much better at the roast beef game. I think it's a I was just riding down Route One um maybe a couple of days ago and saw that there was a, a roast beef place um by the Packies. I'm sorry, yeah, Cappies, which is the Packies. Um and, it's always uh, gonna be a Packy. Yeah, it, it, but it was like right next to it, and I was like, they had a roast beef sandwich. It's got like a cow's face on it and everything. I was like, that's kind of that doesn't make me hungry for roast beef if you're showing me the face of the cow. That I don't know. It's just kind of killing was it a my cartoon appetite. cow or was it? Like it was a, a cartoon. Cow. Cow. It it was, was like a car. well, I won't say it. it was a it was an illustrated cow. You know what I mean? Like, like the like, cinnamon toast crunch eating itself. Yeah, Yo, it's not like that. no, no, not like a comic uh, cow. Like it was like a, you know, like a stern face on a cow. Um, yeah, which was very unappetizing. Like it'd be different if it was like a cartoon cow, like somebody taking a bite out of it and it's like smiling about it. I don't know. That's weird. Wrestling. Hold hold on. We we have we have somebody entering the room. If he ever pops so, up. Outdoor outside interference. Yeah, fucking, of course. Someone always popping in during these doing a these... fucking run in. I know. Um, if he drops off, I'll feel kind of bad. But we'll introduce him once his picture shows up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anywho, so yeah, S- Sandman uh, at at Kelly's. Do you want to tell us? Um, you said you've made some friends that you um that you absolutely adored and stuff like that in the in the wrestling game. What up, though, Mark Rob? Um, hey. Do you want to tell us about anybody, any dear friends or good stories about some wrestlers while we're at it here? Yeah, I, I, I can give, you know, I can give some shout outs too. So um, anyone that knows me knows that um, we lost Melissa Coates pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And she was a wrestler from Canada um, originally. And you know, she's, she's been wrestling in here a long time. And she did... Um, you know, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. But when she first came into the business, she was she was a student at Killer Kowalski's in Malden, Massachusetts. And I was at a wrestling show, and I brought one of my buddies with me. And one of my buddies just starts marking out over this chick in the audience. And I was like, "Dude, what, what's your problem?" He's like, "You don't know who that is. That's Melissa Coates." I was like, "Okay." I don't, who's Melissa Coates? Tell me. It's like, she won the Jantana. She's a professional bodybuilder. She does this, 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 this. It's like, okay, like, do, do you want to meet her? Cause I'll, I'll go over there and say, Hey, and then I can introduce you. And they're like, sure. So, you know, I just went over and started talking to her and she was really cool. And she was like, you know, I, I'm new in town. I don't really know anybody. I'm going to Kowalski's and whatnot. So I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's hang out. And so, we started hanging out, did chick stuff, went to the mall. Did chick stuff. Hey, hey I love going to the mall. Chick stuff. Okay, that's going to the mall is everybody's stuff. But <laughs> um, 
you know, we, we started hanging out and we just bonded big time. And then she went to OVW, I think, and mm -hmm. I was still up here, but I ended up moving to the Atlanta area. And I didn't realize at the time that she actually lived about 20 minutes away from me. So oh, we, wow. ended up, yes. So she was at my house for holidays. We got to hang out more and she was like one of the first friends of mine that came to the hospital to see me. And I like, you don't, you don't forget that kind of stuff. You know, she was just the sweetest person. And it, like when she passed, it was so nice that everything I saw about her was positive and they were all good stories, warm stories. And it just really captured who she was because I think that maybe she had this visual perception because of how she looked, because she looked very serious, you know, and she was very strong and she was beautiful. And, you know, she's beautiful inside and outside. And I think that people actually got that she was just a generally good, kind person. And she was so funny, too. <laughs> and so that, that was a really big loss. But one thing that was good was I got to introduce Melissa to another wrestler named Eric Adams, who's been my friend since 2000. And I call mm. him my brother from another mother. And he, he's actually in Georgia now wrestling but um we met backstage at my first show it was at a coke machine the coke machine wouldn't take his dollar <laughs> like damn you coke machine he you like, know you got guys like cause, cause the coke in the 90s you talk about a coke machine you could be talking about multiple things you know like well he was only 15 at the time i think i or my, i might not to say matter. his age i don't know no. He was like White to me. He was a young. All ages. But I was like, it's okay, it's okay. I got you. Like, here's a dollar, and um, like we we just exchanged information. You know, like did that. I mean, that was common. You just exchange info at shows and you email each other. And you know, if anyone is ever in town, you might hang out or something. But me and Eric just became like brother and sister, and we're still like that to this day. And when I got Eric and Melissa hanging out, it was like a phenomenal achievement because these are two people who I loved and now they're great mm -hmm. friends. And that was just really cool. So yeah, it's the power of connecting with others on a personal level. And you hear that? You hear that, Marks? You hear that, you sweaty jerks? Yeah. This is about making connections. And connections. you know, not just because you know that you guys like the same wrestler. You can, you know, do you could, you could like an assortment of things it's okay oh, whatever yeah, it's okay right. well melissa that that was beautiful a absolutely beautiful um intro uh thanks for sharing those stories good and bad with us um but i'm going to toss it over to my tag team partner the handsome one because i believe unless i'm missing something it's time for the gauntlet gauntlet i was right look at that all right. Look at God. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. Look <laughs> at God. Um, if you can, by all means. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm gonna come right off the top rope with uh the first question in the gauntlet, and um, it is the first time this question is being asked on the show. 
so it's rather experimental um i'm asking the question if goldberg and gold dust could fuse into could fuse like dbz characters what would their combined names be and what would they look like goldfinger she nailed it i mean it's it's you know to you like well no, this doesn't have a right answer i've got yeah. i've got bill goldberg's face with like gold dust's body <laughs> uh, that is the episode art kella right now yeah mel said you're at to make that one <laughs> hmm. wow wow what did i i think i said um Dustberg. <laughs> Dustberg. I had them as Dustberg with um I, I think I kind of had like a like a you know like Mario 3 where you play the matching game with the dun, 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 Yeah, but with the spinning dun, thing so you have to like make a mushroom. Yes. Or a star, star or a, a or flower. Flower. So flower. it's something like that to where it's like do 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 do, and it's going around the top. So you got Goldberg's face, and you got Goldberg's head, but Goldust's wig, Goldberg's torso, <laughs> Goldust's legs, but like with like gold tights, and then like the yeah yeah the the MMA gloves or whatever that Goldberg used to wear. Well, next time we hang out in person. That's Dustberg. Next time we all hang out, I I propose that we bring several printouts of these Bill Goldberg and Dustin Reynolds, and we go ahead and we make some collages. Dustberg, yeah. Hey, man, let's make some dream boards. I think you guys are overthinking it. It's just Goldberg. It's a 24-karat Goldberg. I was thinking that, but Goldust is too... He's too dominant a gene. Like if you were to you put, put, put those together, away. like especially like first year gold dust, where it was like all the homophobia was coming his way, like oh, yeah. I that. and it, oh, yeah, just the super androgynous, like I mean mind games, fucking feeling about up non-binary, feeling up Razor Ramon, like that that Goldberg, yeah, dog. Like I mean that gold dust, we gotta. He would be a little, he'd be a little dominant. Like a solid, solid Goldberg does, I don't know, I don't know if that's Berg dust then. They could have the solid Goldberg dancers. Oh, shit. She be bringing it, yo. No. She be bringing it. I can see, I can see I the whole see infomercial. Shit. I can see the whole infomercial. Solid gold. Dust dancers. Damn. Yeah, that's it. Golden bird. No. We'll we'll continue to workshop it. I don't know. Hyphen, what hyphen, what do you think? Y'all y'all are definitely on to something. So um my my name for the two of them fused together would be Fool's Gold. Mm. And yeah. And so I definitely want um, I definitely want the wig, the gold dust wig. Uh, the, wig. 
yeah, the, the Bill Goldberg goatee has to be there with um with the face the classic gold dust face paint. And then and you could go with um Harry Goldberg torso with the muscles and gloves. And then the bottoms can be um I would say something uh, gold, black, and frilly, like maybe like some kind of like a, a, a kilt kind of deal, maybe that he, he's wearing like a, over the over the trunks, and then um, fool's gold thing. It's it their whole gimmick is one they uh, when they're doing promos, they often will either be very locked in and be for real, or sometimes they will be very silly and they will kind of just make no sense kind of like jimmy super uh, superfly snooker in their promos and then also in their matches you don't know who you're going to get you might go out there and you'll get um someone that is just going to get ran over because it's fool's gold or sometimes they'll go out there and put on a five-star match and you, you just never know what kind of uh person is going to come to the ring because they're fool's gold so that that's my idea it's like just, mr potato head for wrestlers yes y'all just bodied that that I felt silly when I came up with this question, but you know, it's, I was also uh, I was also uh, high as a giant. But, I made my uh, peaches down there. Job, 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 I was high as Andre, <laughs> but um, there is a gambling <laughs> asking SAT questions on a Friday night. So it's true, especially because it's just got paid Friday <laughs> night. That song's a fucking bop, dog. My, my, bro- my brother time. used to sing. He would sing Just Got Laid. And it's like, I know you didn't. Boo. No, you didn't. Boo. Where is it? I am sorry. Boo that That man. one took me by mistake. That that one took me by surprise, man. I, I, I'm, it, it, hang on. Because it's worth. There it is. It's worth me. The, the moment has passed, but it, you can't. <laughs> That'll work. That will work. Just got laid. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting for um La- Mike Lamb to come in with his auto tuner. <laughs> oh, Lamb yeah. is uh, currently getting left in the house constantly by his wife with the door unlocked. So who knows if he's even safe right now? It doesn't sound like it. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out oh. to Lamb. Always. Um. Yeah, well, that was my that was my first question. Okay, my next question is going to be, hmm, how about favorite behind the scenes story? So anything you that probably got a few the curtain, honestly. Um. I was always fascinated by the wrestlers who dated each other because it makes sense. You're on the road together. You see a lot of each other. You're working together. You're spending time together. Cue to Val Venus music. No, I don't have it. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But some of the couple combinations, like if you take these separate people, you would never match them together in real life. Absolutely That's not. It's not crazy. Like, yeah, Miz and Maurice. Miz and Maurice, like, you know, like, she's... What? They, what? Terry Reynolds and Goldust. There's another one. I mean, Deborah and Stone Cold. 
Woof. Yep. I mean, we all know how that worked out badly. Oh, that man. Um, we kind of really forgave Stone Cold for that, I guess, or like <laughs> that. Not, I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, like, Stone Cold is clean. He's like, what? You know, he's a drunken redneck. Like, what do you, what do you want? That's part of the gimmick. That's, it's That's part a of the gimmick. Kid. Gimmick right there. Yikes. Whew. Yeah. Oh, like, I think that there's definitely a sitcom waiting to happen just on these relationships alone. Oh, they, they got one lined up with uh, Alexa and, um, and her boyfriend. I mean, not that I think it's in the pipeline, but I mean, Alexa and Ryan Cabrera, the singer, mm-hmm. like, oh, I mean, yeah. Alexa Bliss, that don't make no damn sense. Like, it, it, Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes with, because so, someone asked how come famous people don't date regular people, it's because Regular people aren't doing the same kind of stuff. Right. They don't keep the same right. hours. Yeah. yeah you don't understand that. They have a and hard time like understanding because a regular person, you're like, well, you know, why, why are you doing this? Why can't you just hang yeah. out? It's like, I'm, I'm working, you know? It, yeah. And wrestlers have the, the most ridiculous hours, you know, like you do. have to, you know, you're, you're on the road or you're, you're the only time you're really staying put is when you're in front of thousands of people in your underwear like you're right. sitting there like yeah and in the time you what are you home i'll be home wednesday and then i'm leaving on thursday and i'll see you again wednesday like wrestlers have their most ridiculous hours i'll never so, yeah. forget when when i found out that melissa and sabu were a couple when, when she told me about that and it made now now I can see it because you know I mean she's my friend I got to know a lot and everything and he 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 was really really good to her when she was sick and stuff um but it was just Michigan's own such an odd couple to me and but like how it worked was they ended up making a gimmick together Mm -hmm. And so I think that that kind of melded their personas because that's Sabu and Super Genie. And to, together they, they were a force. And then like, you know, then them being a couple kind of made sense. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, it's, and, and for wrestling, it's like really difficult to know how people are when they go behind the curtain um, because, you know, I'm out here playing a snarling Nazi and, you know, I'm like outside of it is like, well, or, I mean, you take, for instance, um, you know, uh, I, um, she, Iron Sheik, you know, he was, you know, uh, hack Tui America is like, he was uh, escaping Tehran, Iran at that point in time. And he was like, yeah, no, I fucking love it over here in America. This is way this better great. than being in Iran right now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that a lot of the personas are. There has to be an element of you in there if it's going to work. So mm-hmm. it's just really yeah. exaggerated version of who you are. I agree, hundred percent. Definitely. So, what part of you is the uh, Kevorkian uh, nurse? <laughs> yes. Do tell again. I, I I think it's no secret. I got a little bit of a creepy side. No. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a medical nerd. 
No way. Yeah. You seem so regular. <laughs> no. <laughs> regular and like I eat enough bran or, you know. <laughs> oh, and there's the bran joke for tonight. <laughs> Um, the we're gonna get joke. a brand the joke. Brand joke. <laughs> I, I'm no, sorry, I was supposed to ignore it as if it, it was a thing that had happened all the time, but <laughs> it does now. I, could, now we do I it couldn't, love. I could now. We have to make brand jokes every damn day. Um, we'll work on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, behind the scenes, on brand. Mark Rob getting his, getting his spots in. As he you just know. shook his head, he just shook his head like. Too fucking easy. Spot. No, we need to have easy. this every single time we do anything. We need Mark Rob there and just like typically it up, is. Just throw down the one liner and bam. He, he's always Re right there. Very regular. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Oh. Just like that one. I I think though uh we're talking about what, what was the question um uh, backstage stories, I guess. Favorite backstage behind the scenes story. Mm. I don't know when I wrote that. I guess maybe I just meant like outside of the ring. Uh, super quick, just Bam Bam Bigelow saving kids from a fire. And that's why his head was tattooed. That's why his, that's why fire was his whole gimmick. Um, because he saved no kids idea. from, yeah, he saved some kids in a fire. And I don't know if he got like some like light burns scarring. or whatever, some scarring or whatever, but like that's why the flames are on his head and that's like his whole thing. It's like that's shit. two wrestlers who's made my top twenty that you guys are shouting out. So I'm very proud of that by the way. I, I have Bammer in my top twenty too. Twenty as well. Yeah, y'all sleep on Bam Bam. Uh yeah. He, he's yeah. one of the greats for sure. Your favorite backstage um, moment or story? My favorite backstage moment. It's not a specific one off the top of my head this time, but I ever since I first saw one, any time that you, you get to go behind the curtain right after a wrestler wins the belt and they come back through gorilla and everybody's just going nuts and it's like it's like all pretenses dropping. It's like, mm. yo, you just won a championship and it and, and it feel it's the equivalent of a locker room champagne celebration for me like just seeing them come through and then you could see them see triple h and vince and see the other wrestlers who's back there and excited for him and like even um edge after he had his uh, match with uh seth rollins mm -hmm. a few weeks ago he went to the back and beth was waiting on him and there, there was no championship belt mm -hmm. or anything but the way his face lit up when he saw beth um after that match he's like hey and she's like hey you were awesome he's like oh it's amazing <laughs> it was like it was just yeah. like just Seeing, seeing the the veil, the kayfabe, go out the window and see for a second, yeah, with people who understand it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely. always loved, fascinated with that part. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations. I'm Melisette, and on a frightful fret with Melisette. I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget.
like when Triple H came back after his major knee reconstruction. Yes. Like, sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> when you are with me, Calvary. Oddly enough, our musical episode isn't happening until later this season. Hey, Triple H was all working on shit like, ah, oh, gotta get back in. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. Triple H is sweating. He's my just my sacrifice. <laughs> Man, fuck it, dog. They had some. They had some heat. You know what I'm saying? They were annoying I, as hell, but they had some heat. I barely watched. Too. I haven't watched a wrestling promo in like 20 years. But Triple H is definitely the sweatiest wrestle promo. Cut, Hello, right? my friend. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I love that about Triple H though is like Triple H always looks like he's got a body temperature of like 120 degrees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just gonna no no matter what happens, that dude's breaking into a sweat. It's oil. It is like a little bit of sweat, and then like he just dumps half a bottle of water on himself when he comes out. Yeah. And he uses the rest of the water yeah. to the spew gonna- onto the crowd. It's like, bro. Like, does you know. he have some kind of thyroid disorder? Should we be worried for him that he's like always so hot? Bro, in a panini, bro? You gonna come out here and spin on? Is anybody else having a hard time watching old media and seeing people get like this close to each other or sing all in each other's faces and stuff and no, be like, not as much as every I watch, yes. Every rap concert <laughs> like, no, I watch, yes. It's so many people. Why are they so fucking close, bro? <laughs> Oh man! Screaming in each other's still, mouths. Still one of my favorite entrances, though, is Triple H. Man. What, what movie did I do? Oh, it was Friday where they were breathing the uh, the smoke in each other's mouths. And I was watching that. Oh, all I could think about was COVID. Yeah, shotgun. <laughs> oh oh yeah, that's all I can see. <laughs> Can they say that? Oh, that's not even the right one. But, you know. I went through maybe a, a five-day period when that song came out where I played nothing but that song, so that's why I know it so well. I was like, yo, this shit goes. And then after that, I was like, what was I thinking? It, this shit You're was fire. Hey. It was fire. You liked the thing. Hey, I this isn't it. Nickelback. Fuck it. You liked it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We, this is not a Nickelback disparage hour. You know, we, we got to no, pay no, some no. off. No, we do. We Look do at this photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Sir Jesus Christ. You know, do you like a lozenge before you sing this? Here's what I'm going to say about Nickelback. And this isn't a bad thing, okay? <laughs> that dude made enough money to get Avril Lavigne like a five-carat diamond engagement ring. Well, that's all it, it was bigger that's than all our whole about. Body. That's all it's about, apparently, is buying trinkets for women. No, uh, no, no, not, not entirely that, but look like, at this photograph. Like, what a look at this makes me laugh. For all the crap that people give them, they made enough money that he could afford to do that for her. That's what I'm saying, though. They had heat. Like, like, all right, like everyone like, hated them, but yet 
he could afford to buy a five. Not everyone, apparently. Man, how you remind me slap. So it's motherfuckers was like, yo, let me get that. Let me get that raspy shit, cuz. (laughs) What's the one song with that raspy nigga singing, dog? I like that shit. (laughs) No Jay. There's that like country hybrid song where he's like talking and then singing and then there's that rock star. Oh, I don't know. That shit wasn't on wrestling. I don't want to sing it, nigga. But uh, <laughs> uh, look, look at this photograph. Should have been on wrestling. Man. It should have been, man. That would have been a heat promo in like 2000. Rest in peace to these people. Look at this photograph. Oh, shit. That would have been heartbreaking, man. <laughs> I've been hard. So mad pictures of people who dead dogs. Like, Look at this photograph. <laughs> Damn, dog. I'm already sad enough. Yo, this sounds really terrible. What if they did that during like the Ben Watcher <laughs> Oh, jeez, Louise, oh dog. Hey, dog, they had all kinds Ooh. of egg on their face after that shit, bro. Cause when they they first broke the news. I was like, "Yo, Crispin, wow, what a good dude, man! That was like my guy." Like, that I watched that whole up and up. show at Sports Page eating wings, Marcus. And it was oh, like, shit. "Hey, dog, shout to Page." Yeah, man. Hey, dog. They said he might have did it. Oh, for real? Damn. <laughs> but Vince, do people? In Vince was supposed to be dead, and he came back out the next week and was like. Uh, I know I'm supposed to be dead, but Chris Benoit died, so we're going to honor him tonight. Let's go. Right. But in hindsight, though, I know obviously in the moment it was a real big thing, but I mean, what other choice would they have, though? Like, because oh, yeah, no, because yeah, the news he, didn't he really break out. Found out Sunday night. Yeah, so the news the didn't break out of the actual like mur- like the murders until like. What the like Wednesday or Thursday after all? So it was nuts. It bro. was like it, it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. It was a while. I think he was supposed to wrestle Punk that night too. Uh, it was a wild at the fucking ride. Dog. And then he just no showed. That may be the wildest ride. Oh, <laughs> I mean, wild ass ride, bro. I was like, man, wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, wrestling. Uh, look at this fuck. <laughs> That should that should used to be. Um, ooh, here's a good one. Um, what is your favorite non-wrestling media? Actually, no, no. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be a lot more specific about this one. Uh, what is your favorite movie starring a pro wrestler or pro wrestlers? It does not have to be about wrestling. No, you're going. You know, Buff Bagwell was in the softcore porno. He was in the Skinamax porno. He is a soft, fucking soft porn, dog. Like, he's a living, soft, pornographic film, bro. He was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up only because his name was Marcus and he was in NWO. So that was like, he he was not even a good wrestler, to be very honest. But, bro, like, every every wrestler from like everybody out of Macon, Georgia, like if they go around and they say like, yeah, I'm a professional wrestler in Macon, Georgia, they're like, well, don't be like Marcus. 
Like oh. that's like the one advice. Like you know, Xavier Woods was saying that it was like, don't be like Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Woof. Give him Marcus a bad name around the world. That's a damn shame. All right, so there we go. We uh we bought Melisette some time. Melisette, what was your the favorite your movie? Favorite movie starring a wrestler. Ugh. I wrote a tough one. It's like there's wrestling movies that I love that don't have wrestlers in them. Oh no, we want the ones with wrestlers in them. We want we want a film. Doesn't matter. We want the smoke. Like Doesn't... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kevin Nash is in that, but you didn't right. really know it was Kevin. Yeah. Nash. yeah. So this is a, This is kind of embarrassing. What I'm about to share. I just talked oh, about yes. softcore porno, girl. We, we go. good. <laughs> right. Kind of reason well, to be embarrassed here. All right. It, well, this will take a little bit of the embarrassment off. Is that I, I, I watch a lot of stuff with my kid. And so, some of it's really bad. But mm. it grows on you because if you have a child and they are really into something, it's like you get Stockholm Syndrome. So you you like it too because otherwise it's just going to annoy you so much that you're going to go crazy. So you have to learn to love the things that they love. And at one point, my daughter was really into... Fred Figglehorn, and we watched Fred the movie oh. a lot. And in Whoa. Fred the movie, Fred's dad is played by John Cena. Oh, wow. that's right! I forgot about that. <laughs> Facts, no printer. So, I guess that is my favorite non-wrestling movie that stars a wrestler. Because mm. it's back, 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 back when my kid would still go and watch movies with me. She's too cool for that now. Shout out to to the little Melisette, man. Thirteen mm. years old tomorrow. Hey, shout out. Good I, luck. I had you. Thank you. I had you. I had you uh, down for another film, and uh, I don't know. Don't feel compelled to agree uh, retroactively. I had you down as a they live kind of girl. Ooh. You know the horror aspect of it. And, you know, the Roddy Piper. Piper of it. Yeah, <sighs> that's some memories. He, I loved him so much. But no, I got got to give it to the kid every time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, no, Hyphen, you go ahead because I, I, I think I got I've... a new one that I just remembered. Little Diddy that came out in 1987 has one of the hardest movie themes of all time, in my opinion. G.I. Joe the movie. Mm. Starring Sergeant, okay, not starring, but Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter was vo- did a voice and played himself in the film as the trainer of the new G.I. Joe. And he was a junkyard dog. He was it's a like, dog. bro, what the fuck is wrong with, like... <laughs> like- he made home. Which one was it? He made him walk back to the it was, desert. Uh, it was um, Duke's no good Duke, brother. Uh, no good brother. Uh, well, half brother um, Falcon. Falcon. There it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's like Commander Falcon or some shit like that. Anyway, yep. new toy that they were trying to bring about. I had all um, joints too. He was he was the Rodimus Prime of uh, <laughs> the new GI Joes in, yes, the, in that movie. Um, bro, I think I was a dickhead. But Sergeant Slaughter in that movie, uh, when he solos Nemesis Enforcer, 
he beat the brakes off Nemesis Enforcer, first Yo, of all, for yes, a little. Yes, he did. And, and it was so pro wrestling. Actually, it wasn't like the, the you know, pro wrestling does a little better job of being a little more epic than that. But, um, you know, like Nemesis Enforcer is built up to be this bad motherfucker. Like he just like ripped a metal gate down with his like nails, like cut through right. the the holes in the, the metal of the metal gate. He's just like dispatching foes. He has like biological weapons at his hands. Like he's you know, definitely a mid-level boss for sure. Yeah, like he's he's supposed to be the Sagat of this whatever it is going on, and you know he gets to Sergeant Slaughter and just doesn't pinch the bitch. Like he doesn't like lay a <laughs> finger on Sergeant Slaughter. And he's like literally dropping like I don't know if like the animators had never seen uh, elbow drops in pro wrestling, but he does like this thing where he like points two elbows down on it. Like he does this like uh, Wakanda Forever, CM Punk Straight Edge kind of thing. He does, and then he dives on Nemesis Enforcer uh, with I several elbows. Right now, this one's for Duke. <laughs> this one's for me. And this one's for the good old US of A. And he just throws this nigga down a hole. Mind you, Nemesis Enforcer has wings. He's and huge. can fucking fly. Like, like literally like fly with angel. the wings. We've seen Arc- him do Archangel, it. Yeah. And he just doesn't bother flapping his wings. No, 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 I just got all the smoke from Sergeant Slaughter. I guess I'm good. He's like, bro, what? <laughs> Time for me to go. This one's for Duke. <laughs> He's got this stupid fucking. That's I don't Sergeant know if it's Slaughter. like his Sergeant Slaughter's mouth and is too small most. for his words. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You Cobra. It's like Cobra. I love that fucking. I love that theme. Um. You got the touch. Hey. Don't mess with that Stan Bush. You I got know. the power. I forgot. Who, I, I think that I, I might have hyped up Crystal with just lyrics from the touch. One time. That's all you need. <laughs> like, but saying them. You got the touch. You got the power. All hell's breaking loose. You be riding high at a storm. You know what I'm saying? Cut the yeah, shit. Well, right. Now you go out talking. there. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now go on that job interview and become the supervisor. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got this shit. Um, I mean, I guess I could cheat and say Infinity War and uh, link Batista to that. Uh, however, I have sang the praises of this film <laughs> on more than one occasion. It does uh, feature former WWE champion Dave Batista. Uh, also, former WWE champion Rob Van Dam. So, okay, so we're Rob doing doubling up. Uh, oh, laughing child! Right, I don't care. Rob Van Dam. I'll never be that angry. Um, <laughs> but essentially, yeah, watching this movie, that was the Rob Van Dam we were seeing. I'm, of course, I'm talking about the film. Uh, wrong side of town <laughs> wrong side of town uh, like I said starring uh, Rob Van Dam featuring uh, Dave Batista 
uh, Dave Batista takes up all the room on the cover. Um, he's holding two Mac 11s and they look like squirt guns in his hands. They could have been squirt guns, but, um, ah, yes. Also on the cover. Omarion. Okay. Omarion's in the movie plays a stick up kid and, uh, Ja Rule. Ja Rule is also in this film. Who'll be so, taking on Fat Joe at Versus coming very soon. So I know I know you guys have to resist the urge of stopping this very podcast now that you've heard me say who all is in that movie and looking for it. I promise you it's not going anywhere. Wrong side of town. Um, so bad it's a cinematic triumph. Love Stuck it. With me. Now, Batista shows up in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll do it. He he be getting checks, man. Actually, Batista little... won't just do anything. He's like roasting John Cena about that. It was like, bro, just that little spy movie was cute. With the uh, the girl. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah, that was... yeah, yeah. I watched I that. That was that, that was good. Um, yeah, because he he's just trying talks. to figure out how to like work with child actors too. Like everything he's doing is like a... Cena's back in the movies. Yeah. I, I did watch that. Did anyone else see that? The, uh, um, Suicide Squad? Yeah. Not yet. I, um, yeah, I never saw it. it. Yeah, I saw it. was it. pretty good. It, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I went in um, with, like, low expectations. I mean, it's James Gunn, too. Like, I mean... Yeah, he's pretty consistent. He's, he's, he makes all good stuff. At, yeah, he's good at a bunch of, like big casts and that sort of thing because um, you know sometimes when you have a huge cast like that it can just kind of be all over the place and it gets messy and it's hard to keep track of but i think they did a good job with it i want to do a wild card uh even though friday is definitely on the board i'm gonna do a wild card and say blade one to 2049 ah there you go dave batista's in there and he's uh, he's not bad. Um, what was the other one? Um, uh, the 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 RZA, uh, man with the golden arms, or what uh, is that? Iron fist. Man with the iron fists. Mm-hmm. Huh. Was I'm trying to think. Was Batista the man with golden arms? Then there's something. Some something. Somebody has golden arms. I, I was just looking at, at for some reason. I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh shit! You got us in this, <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> Imagine you got just like turning up on like a bit like part a into fucking... some random Bill Murray movie. Right. It was an unstoppable, <laughs> an unstoppable monolith named Brass Body. Ah, uh, but it still body, got a striking okay. screen presence covered in gold body paint. There it is. All right, yeah, he was Brass crazy. Body. Gold, gold, gold Tista. Go. Go. Oh, I like mm, it. I see? like it. Oh. Um, uh, uh, Dave Dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill Batista. Batistust. There you go. Batistust. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, if I got to combine somebody, I'm definitely kicking Goldberg out and putting Batista in there because we're Absolutely. not. He's taking gold dust out of there. What's up with his little ass sunglasses lately, man? His sunglasses are like literally like they're literally for his people. Who Goldberg? Yeah, because they caught up with him outside of his gym, and he's like, he's like, he touched my son. 
I'm going. I don't care about the WWE oh, Championship anymore. I just want revenge on Bobby Lashley. And his sunglasses look ridiculous. Well, if, yeah, if you had a head that big, sunglasses wouldn't fit you either. Yeah, I'll make them fit. Probably. <laughs> He's, but I don't know. Like he probably misplaced his Oakleys. <laughs> and uh <laughs> <Wrap> around <laughs> the all lives matter glasses <laughs> we, we've moved away from the ray-bans and we're onto the oakleys now hey man you switch it up every couple years the, the coppers um yeah. we want to do one more question. Do one more one more okay. lightning round super quick what wait i completely lost wrestler you could be legit friends with Ms. Melisette. Francine. Oh. I just I, I love Francine. My favorite thing was Francine. She comes out to the crowd and then she's like, For 10 years you've been shouting, show your tits. Show your tits, right? Well, I'm gonna show you just how hardcore I can get. And then and then uh Paul easily Francine gets extreme and then like you know she tears her shirt off and there's like blue dots or whatever over it was great what, what, a, what a time what a time to be alive what a time I don't know why I just talk about blue meanies so like what was, what was cool about Francine is she was and she was there weren't there were not a lot of women in that company Right. So they moved her around a lot, but that gave a, that gave a chance for her to kind of show everything that she could do. Because mm-hmm. the one point they had her with Raven, and I thought that was actually funny. You know? Yeah, she but, was with pit bulls. Yeah, I mean, was, you just bulls, never yeah. knew what, what she was going to be up to next. And she had such a range, and she did all kinds of stuff. And I have to tell you, because I, I didn't know what I was watching, because I'm only recently getting back into watching some stuff and mm. I showed up on one of the wrestling leagues that I was watching recently and I, I marked out hard and was like Francine oh, gets extreme so <laughs> <laughs> I remember that hey boy he was selling that sleeves wasn't he I remember that he's still selling sleeves he's, man he's Heyman Hustle sleaze, yeah Heyman Hustle he still be popping out some uh, that's what he was doing bikinis. like when he was yeah yeah when he wasn't around like I remember I don't even know how I came across it. It was like Heyman Hustle. It was like IG. Oh no, this was this was a long. Oh, you're talking about way back in the day. Then yeah, this was before he. This was when he, you know, he was getting chased down by everybody over some money. Oh yeah. um, Mm. Yeah. That's why they went under. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Well. So what was a oh wrestler you could be friends with? Um. Oh, New Day. New Day. I would. I would. If I got in the car with New Day right now, it would be as like it would be like I've been there the whole time. <laughs> Just like that's yeah, you with anybody be... though. You're, you're very, very, very. You're that guy. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I fit where I fit, um, and I, I'm aware of where. But you know, with them, I feel like I get in the car and be like, you know, well, yeah. Here's here are pictures of my children. I suspect you won't victimize them you know what i mean like it's like well, I, get in the, <laughs> I i suspect you don't intend to harm me um but yeah just from like the stuff that i've heard about xavier woods and like the like the same relative uh experience that i have with kofi kingston as far as like living out here 
Biggie is he's basically my boy Travoy. Like it doesn't it it like I've I've met all of them before. You know, so it's like I would get in the car with them guys and be like, all right, yeah, uh, here's how much I right. owe on gas. Yeah, this is right. All right, cool. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Uh, I was, I knew you were going to go New Day, so I was thinking about somebody else who I would be friends with because I would love to be friends Dude, with. Dude, you can get in the, Day. you can just ride with me in New Day if you want. I, I know, I know, but I want to branch out and bring more people into the fold. And yeah. I, I actually, really enjoyed watching uh this wrestler when she was able to stream before wwe cut out all the twitch money she yes it's a she you mean uh, a girl a girl yeah <laughs> oh, no way she girl. just wrestled for the nxt championship not long ago it's uh dakota kai man she i, I feel like she'd be cool. she'd be fun to hang out with man. charlie 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 Watching her play all those games of Among Us uh, with, on uh, Up, Up, Down, Down, and then some of the BRE stuff. Yeah. She, she's just fun, man. Yeah. Like, I, I love all the Nari. 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 I, I would it wasn't be. wasn't me. <laughs> I would be cool with, uh, with. I feel like I would be real cool with Shayna Baszler, too. Yeah. Shayna's cool as hell. She's, yeah. She's. she's she, her character is, is, is such a monster anyway, typically. Right. That in real life, she would have to be the complete opposite. It just like, yeah. You would hope that she's completely the opposite of that yeah. character because, yeah. Because she's. I just got a, a news report on my phone, and I know that this is really something that people listening will want to know, but don't worry because. It's just been announced that Motley Crue's Vince Neil is undergoing fat burning treatment to prepare for his tour. You had All me right. shook. You had me shook. I was like, she about to drop some major news right, right now. I don't think what? I'm ready for it. Yeah. All right. Shout out Whoa. to the crew. C-R-U-U. I mean, shit, we'd also be remiss not to mention Daphne. Um, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. Uh, this be the part of the show. While we're here. We can, that we can is just that. a sad, sad story. Yeah. Um, and, um and she was talking about brain injuries and stuff like that. That's that's a very real thing. While holding a weapon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't get more tragic than that. And I know that, like, a lot of us have watched the documentaries and mm-hmm. Aaron Hernandez and, of course, Chris Benoit, who's been, like, erased. I mean, if either of you care to go ahead and go a little more in depth with what happened. Yeah. I, yeah like, you know, I, just, I can. you know, can just Let's run let the storyteller tell it. That would be you, Melissa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I saw my friend posted RIP Daphne and I saw the picture and I was like, oh no, what, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. And I read up on it and you can deep dive online and, and find this content. Mm-hmm. It's very triggering. It's very disturbing. And it's sad because there were very, it, it was during Instagram live and there were a lot of people on there, like, you know, being supportive and stuff like that. But she was on there. She was very emotional. She was crying. And she was talking about brain injuries. And you know, the, the gun thing, she was holding a gun. Um, that's been blurred out of a lot of the videos, which, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to see that anyway. But it, they said that they didn't announce the cause of death, but people who are on an Instagram Live yeah. were saying, you know, she wound. clearly killed herself. But what, you know... And that's always sad when someone takes their own life. It's for it's, sure. And the the brain injury stuff, that's 
that's a real thing mm. for people that are in industries like this. But also in regular life, you can get a brain injury and you know not be a professional wrestler. Right. And you're dealing with something and you feel those changes happening in your head or in your mind, or you know that you're not performing like you used to, or you know that your thoughts are delayed and you're not as quick as you were and that you have problems, maybe you have problems walking or getting around something. It, 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 it hits you hard because, you know, there's not treatment for a, a lot of brain ailments. It's kind of uncharted territory with some of these disorders. And, you know, what, what do you do for a concussion? You, you rest. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there's not a whole lot that can be done. So to someone that knows that they have a brain injury, it's devastating and it's very, it's it's a lot to handle because I don't know to what extent, I, I don't know if she'd been to doctors or anything like that. Yeah. But when you're sitting in the doctor's office and they say, hey, here's here's what, what's in your MRI. By the way, there's no treatment. There's nothing we can do. You just have to, you know, eat this diet and take these supplements and, you know, just take really good care of your body that's not telling you anything mm-hmm. that's just telling you okay well there's something there but what am I going to be like a year from now what am I going to be like in five years yeah you know what's am I going to lose my ability to even think am I going to develop Parkinson's am I going to develop something else because of this and so it is pretty devastating and if you don't have a good support system or you don't have a good uh, like I don't I, I don't even know how to explain it when I got, when I started having problems with my brain stuff, and I, I was reaching out to friends, and you know what, it, it might not have always been helpful in the way that I wanted, because people process in their own way, and the process, they're trying to understand, and they're asking questions that might be uncomfortable, but then they'll kind of turn it back on something personal and say, well, you know, you know, that this is kind of something that I've heard about and I've had experience with migraines or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's their way of saying, I'm there for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, that's the uh, thing that I think gets like, you know, like kind of misunderstood when people try to, a lot of people aren't trying to play the pain Olympics with you. A lot of times people are trying to identify, first of all, people want to fix whatever the problem is. And if they can't fix whatever it is, they just want to identify something to like Can maintain just, some semblance of control. And Can I if, say one quick thing about that though? For I, sure. Unless you're going to lose your thought. All right. To anybody who has a friend or a loved one who's been diagnosed with anything bad or any disorder, I will implore you to educate yourself. But for the love of all things holy, you do not need to start sending the person with the affliction Google articles about their disease right. or treatment. Right. Okay. <laughs> they have doctors. They know what's up. They're doing their own thing to deal with it. Fam, okay? they've already Googled it when they first started getting symptoms and mm-hmm. WebMD right. told them that it was cancer. Yeah. All right. It always, it's Man, always damn, man, my finger's been killing me. I just got this article about finger finger death, bro. Check it out. Uh, it's a thing Don't here. Lose it. You know, on WebMD, I don't know if you know about this little site, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and just as far as like talking about what Daphne did in the ring and stuff, it was it still wasn't like 
it was still kind of cutting edge her character the scream queen of just like you know um because everything of course we talked about you know being just like based around sex you're a woman there has to be something sexual about your character or you either have to be so attractive or you have to be like so unattractive that you're you know clearly the bad guy here um with you know daphne coming and even that just that character um depending on who she was going against she was you know she was a a heel she was scary you know and uh other times it was just like no we don't like this person so much that we'll take the scary scream scream queen over that person and um you know she was a big uh big chunk of what was happening over in uh um impact with their knockouts division and like kind of I mean, pretty much, you know, changing the game as far as women's wrestling um, before, years before uh, the the divas were done away with. WWE caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, she was part of a huge thing there. So that was always dope. Yeah, she she was highly talented. And, um, yeah, I woke up the pictures of, uh, got on Instagram and Bailey and all the, and a bunch of the, female wrestlers from WWE lady wrestlers were uh, posting pictures of her. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Cause they weren't coming out right out and saying RIP or anything. It was just pictures. Yeah. And then, then I Googled it and I was like, damn Daphne. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's just, you know, <sighs> it, it's crazy, man. So rest in peace, Daphne. I hope you found That's some type peace. of real peace. Right. Um, yeah. And you were, you're definitely going too soon. I think so. Well, all right, it's time, uh, Melisette, for you to induct someone into the Rasslecast Power Hour Hall of Fame. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy? Tommy? You're going Tommy Dreamer. He's the dream boat. All right. I I, I like it. All right, I mean, fuck it. At least it's not the Sandman. Um, Oh, that'll never be the Sandman in my book. Well, damn. I mean, y'all gonna love for for Death Row? What's up with Sandman? Oh no, you missed the story. Yeah, I'm not even story about a roast beef spot. Yeah. Yeah, it involved it involves roast beef sandwiches. So (laughs) um, that is a hell of a teaser. There you go. So you'll hear about it. Sandman not being happy with his service. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, Tommy so going about Tommy. I first saw Tommy in ECW, you mm-hmm. know, the cl- classic ECW, not modern ECW, when back when it was basically an infomercial slot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. classic times. And this guy abused the living devil out of himself night after night after night. The inner Every single time. Mm-hmm. And one match that stands out to me one time is like they, they were hitting them with a two by four or something. Mm-hmm. And and clearly th- this man is hurting. And he gets up and says, thank you, sir. May I have another. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love him. Like in that moment, it was just unbelievable. And I actually got to see him live. I was alive a few times. Nice. And I got to meet him 
And I, I see him on Impractical Jokers too now sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. But watching him, I've just never seen anyone so incredible. All right. I mean, lots of people are dedicated. Don't get me wrong. But I think it shows when you have people who are really intensely dedicated, dedicated. Like this, like they are giving everything. This mm-hmm. is not just a day at work for them. They want people to understand on their level and they're bringing it all. And I think yeah. with him, when he was in the ring, it showed through and through every time, every time. And, uh, and managed to come out to the ring uh, well, to uh, Allison Chains. Allison Chains, that's what it was. <laughs> that was, that was some hard wow. entrance music, boy. Yeah, hey, it was great. Um, who was it? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, a uh, friend of the show and uh for uh also a uh, fellow Hall of Famer Savannah Summers um recalls the her most awkward moment being with Tommy Dreamer. Um uh, she said he was like just kind of like staring a hole in her in her yes. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he just like she came to him and he just like stared at her. I don't know if he was like, you know, I don't know if it was a rib what was going on. We're uh, gonna break kayfabe, man. We're gonna break it. Not for not, not for, for her. None. Not for none of them. Aussies. None of them. Nope. <clears throat> you don't get paid to break character. God dang kangaroo huggers. <laughs> kangaroo huggers. There's the hill. <laughs> There's the hill. Well, welcome to the hall, Tommy man. Tom, Tommy oh hell no, nah, man. Hell no, nah, brother. You are not. No, no, brother. Shut it down, man. That's right, Ladies brother. And gentlemen, welcome Hulk Hogan to the It's show. your boy, Hulk Hogan, man. Melissa and I'm in here, brother. You Hulk mean to Hogan. tell me, man. Fucking pardon me. You know what I'm saying? We don't fucking know what you're saying. Red and yellow, man. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. I just knew, brother. I just knew today. I was going to get in the Hall of Fame, brother. Do you know why I thought that, man? Why did you think that, Hulk? Guess. Because uh, there was a white lady on the show. Bingo, brother. <laughs> Fucking bingo, man. <laughs> Fucking bingo. You know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with Mr. Nanny. I'm the biggest fucking... I'm sorry. I've been saying a lot of F-bombs, brother. She just said she'll fuck with Mr. Nanny. That was actually that was actually a classic. Oh no. God. That hurts my feelings. I don't fuck with Mr. Nanny. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh the uh, uh Mark <laughs> Rob. Mark Rob. You wanna be my you wanna be the, the guy in my pictures, man. Well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a snapshot here. So whoa, that when whoa, whoa, when, whoa, I, when whoa, I tell whoa. people I got I black friends, the good one, I'm gonna show them you, brother. You're gonna be, you're gonna be my chocolate chip in a a, a brochure, brother, in a college brochure, man. It's gonna be you, man. I'm gonna say that is Mark Rob, and I'm gonna make up stories, man. And he's the biggest thing to me. Hulk Hogan, what are you talking about? Oh man, that's not your fault, brother. It's not your fault, man. Why You're a product it? of your environment, brother. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? 
things are pretty rough in the hood, man. So when you're trying to when you're trying to get over, brother, you gotta do whatever it is that you gotta do. But sometimes reading and writing gets in the way of that, man. Hawk, hawk, hawk. You gotta develop a wicked jump shot, hawk, man. Hawk. You gotta what? Uh, you're, you're... Oh, oh, so when Biggie Small says it, it's fine, when, man. When's the last time you were at the hood? When My ghetto pass goes state to state. I can chill in any hood because I ain't fake, man. When's the last That's... time you chilled in a hood? I'm always chilling in the hood. It's the only thing I can afford now, brother. So I'm in here with these gains, brother, lifting, lifting weights on the front saying, lawn, man. Gains. I'm lifting weights on the front lawn, brother. You know what I'm saying? Me. I know what you're saying. Debo, Smoke, Craig and them. Smoke? You know what I'm saying? Oh, smoke what dog. All, what happened to all your money from the settlement? <laughs> the gawker, the gawker settlement. Yeah, he used it all in Coke Melisette. That's what he's trying to tell you. You, you get what I'm saying, man? Yeah, this guy gets it. Uh, anyway, oh, man. I'm a guy. I'm actually a person. I don't I, like. That's so nice of you for once. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I just keep looking I'm at Tommy just, Dreamer pictures over here. I'm just very disappointed, man. I, I don't know. I just thought Why? I was gonna. Why does our Hall of Fame matter so much to you, Hawk? Because, man, because... you guys won't accept me, brother. I don't, don't like accept that. us. You call us. Anyway. I mean, I accept you, man. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah, Jays in my closet, brother. So of course, Jay's man. Jays in your closet. Yeah, man. You guys, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> some part of Fat Joe, man. I'm cool with it, man. You know, and and what's gonna make us stronger, man? What what I got? I got these bands here, brother, and I can I can. Easily move a man. man. But when you take the red and yellow and the black man and these bands, brother, these colors don't run, brother. Look at that. Look at how much harder it is, man. So you guys need me just as much as I need you, brother. So let's 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 combine Hulkamania with soul power, man. I don't that want to fusion dance is with you, Hulk. a sustainable source of energy. And what are you going to do with <laughs> fucking, um, oh, man. All right, I'll be back, man. Please don't. I'll be back, brother. Until next time, you can come back next time. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Helen, I had to step away. I heard something about uh, Hulkamania and soul power. Uh, wow, was, man. Wow. Whoa. That sounds. Whoa. I was, that was kind that of was interesting. Riveting. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, he I'm wants down. To fusion dance with me, man. I'm down to listen, bro. Like, hey, we got to hear him out. You know, like, like, so. yeah, you know. I, I'm going to keep looking okay. for pictures of Tommy Dreamer, man. All right. Fuck well, fuck. <laughs> um, big old jerk. And he called me a nigga like five times. I mean, he's five just keeping it, he's keeping it real, bro. <laughs> he's just fucking keeping it real, man. Wow. He's you just know? keeping it I real racist. It. 
Damn. I hate you. I hate your guts. Well, uh, that. Mella said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You just, you know, just had you pegged all wrong. It's just like, oh, yeah, she'll, you know, fucking. Look at this white woman. <laughs> she'll, she'll put me in. <laughs> I stood in line for like five hours when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Him. How, how did that work out for you? He, he, I mean, he was, he, he was nice. I was delightful. <laughs> he was nice. You know, I was a little kid. The first famous person I ever remember meeting. Not, not my first famous person. I don't remember meeting Al Pacino when I was a baby. But Connor um, Flex. All right. Wow. All right, man. Who uh, are you born and Al Pacino was there? Like, what, <laughs> wait, what did we? No, there was a. I had a family member who was auditioning in a movie, and I guess Al was staying at a hotel managed by a relative. So mm. the relative called and said, "Al Pacino is sitting in my lobby," and everyone got in the car and. I was a baby, so I didn't, you know, nobody consulted me. I just went along for the ride. <laughs> you know, I was a baby. I have rights. They asked me how I, if I want to meet Al Pacino. But, um, yeah, so that's what happened. And Al Pacino held me in his arms, allegedly. He I mean, blessed you. Yeah, oh, wow. There. <laughs> oh, we ain't topping Al Pacino. Jeez. Nah, that's oh. the dismount right there. So I guess so. Wow. So, where can the people find you? I am on all the socials at Melissa, M-E-L-Y-S-E-T-T-E. You can check out a frightfulfret.net for places to listen. And the show is making its triumphant return very, very soon, along yes. with a contest. A contest I expect people to participate in this time. What's the contest? Tell the people about the contest. Plug the it. The contest, we have jewelry designed by jewelry designer Nicorio Wolf, who you can find on Etsy. It is a one-of-a-kind piece designed exclusively for the show. Nice. Yeah, so everybody listen to a Frightful Fro Melisette when she returns, because she uh, not only is going to entertain you with her delightful ways of telling the Dracula story, She's also doing a giveaway. So if you miss out, that's your fault, Marks. Yeah, and this will be a good time for you to go and, like, listen to a voice that, I don't know, maybe it'll do something to you. But, it, you know, it's it's consensual, you know? You don't, you know, whatever you do, you know, whatever, bro. You guys, are, you guys are gross. You didn't need the invitation. You're gonna do it anyway. You guys, you guys are, are girls. girls. You've been hanging out with Hawk too much. You guys are girls. Jeez. Oh, I said whoa, you guys are gross. Whoa. Oh, I thought you said you guys are girls. Okay. No. What? That's okay. Jeez. Woof. That's what I thought he said. Woof. This All right. That's what he thinks of me. All right. Well, we're out of here. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Our secretaries will see you out. I'm B hyphen. That is an offensive yeah, 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 yeah. vein. The idea of chauvinist. I just repeated what cancel, I said. Cancel my partner, guys. We're oh going to have... Guys. I'm going to be... Uh, 
I'm going to be doing the show next week with a non-problematic, non-binary dog. Uh, <laughs> non-binary dog named Dale. Uh, yeah. So, Dale truly gender neutral name. As as gender neutral as I can get. We're gonna we're gonna buy we're we're gonna we're gonna get Dale uh from a rescue. Uh or, you know, we're gonna rescue a dog, name it Dale, and uh name them Dale and uh and assign them non-binary and there we go. And they're just gonna bark along with uh with all that too late for all can, that. Can I just apologize? If you didn't believe your witness seven first I'm place. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. All I said was you guys are girls because I thought he said that. that nope. We out. Bye. Bye. The farewell tour. Been real being co-host. You can find Behyphen at Behyphen on Twitter and the Behyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ila underscore pow. The Russell Cast Power Hour is a hyphen podcast group production. Smell your later, sweaty marks. This, 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 this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?